If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This week on Dueling Review, it's Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour, number one, from DC Comics. Picking up directly from the cliffhanger ending of Harley Quinn, the animated series, Harley and Ivy are on the run after narrowly escaping Ivy's ill-fated wedding to Kite Man. But who's chasing them? And where will this Thelma and Louise journey end? Well, it all starts right here. Uh, Matthew, I don't know, have you had a chance? So I know we talked about the first season of yes. the Harley Quinn animated series on the Major Spoilers podcast, but I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the second season. Nope. Okay, so I think you're. it might be a little bit lost uh, as you jump into this because this literally picks up right after the end of season two of that animated series on HBO Max, which I think on the one side is a little bit of a downer, although they do kind of explain everything uh, yes. as to what happened before. They do pretty well with explaining everything except why is there a Harley Quinn highway? <laughs> As Harley Quinn says in the issue, seriously, go watch the TV show. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> I want them to tell me. Well, and so I think that that's also part of the uh, problem with this issue is that I don't think a lot of people have watched that show. And so if you're picking this up because you're like, ooh, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy are finally making out and getting it on in this in this comic book, which they do, by the way. So this is definitely not a kid's book. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that there's so much nuance for someone to go in and say, OK, wait, Harley was marrying Kite Man and now they're together. How did these two get together? Which was really the the central premise of the entirety of of, of season two of how do these two who think they're friends fall in love with one another and admit their feelings to one another uh, as they're trying to. And I don't know if if it is just. Uh, if we are in the uh, bisexual relationship uh, or if they've decided that they want to be uh, lesbian um, or if, you know, if there's just some confusion going on uh, because they hook up a couple of times in season two. And so it's it's unclear, especially in this, it it kind of feels like Poison Ivy is questioning her relationship with Harley Quinn in the sexual nature way. And also questioning, you know, whether she needs to, you know, marry Kite Man and pretend to be straight when she's hiding her real self. Those are some questions that I think are unanswered if you haven't gone and watched that second season of of uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, it it didn't necessarily feel like to me she was questioning the relationship so much as questioning her actions and getting into it, whether or not, you know there was something yelling about her father and she's clearly upset about how it ended with kite man. I don't know, but I also feel like the moment that, you know, they have the opportunity to have sex. It's Ivy that makes the first move and kind of jump on her. So, which, you know, depending on, I mean, relationships can be very weird and some people that is their 
reaction to, oh, let's, you know, let's be pleasing to the other person and do what they want to do, obviously. And so, I don't know. It was just, it was a, I thought it was an interesting story, number one. Mm -hmm. And when I opened it up and I was like, wow, this really is picking up right after the end of the previous season. I thought it was just going to be something that was inside of a season or something that wasn't part of continuity because, and I don't know if this, I can't remember if this show is getting a third season or not, but when they come back, this is going to, this comic book is going to be part of that continuity. So I think that will be interesting as well. So from my perspective, I enjoyed the story. I I think it has a lot of deep thought moments, kind of like the animated series does. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people look at the Harley Quinn animated series and kind of approach it in the same way that they approach Rick and Morty in that they completely miss the point. And, and I think that that is also, I think going to be problematic with this comic book series. There is a lot of uh, what I sometimes ashamedly think of as edgelord bait in here. There's a lot of, you know, F-bombing. And the the thing that really frustrates me, and I know that it shouldn't because I don't want to read a comic with an explicit sex scene, but the fact that we have the bloodshed and the cursing and the yelling and the, you know, the Harley Quinn yelling F-bombs and S-bombs. And when we get to the love scene, we get the sequence where, oh, look, Pammy's in her underpants. By the way, she's a plant. Uh, and then we immediately have the, you know, the cutaway that uh, pan off to the fireplace and come back after everything's over. And again, I don't want to read an explicit sex scene of Harley and Ivy. But I also feel like it's frustrating to me that we have this book with the violence and the cursing and the yelling and the explosions. But when it comes to the sex scene, it's exactly the same as it would have I, been if you had bought this in a in a regular comic book like a PG honest, 13 book. Honestly, I think that this was probably a lot more risque than what you might find in say the main core comic book. Uh mm-hmm. I think in the main core comic book we we wouldn't have seen uh some of the language that was used uh, leading up to the sex. I don't think we would have seen um I don't think we would have seen as much as we saw in the mainstream book. And I I really think that Warner Brothers and DC allowed the animated series to just kind of do what it needed to do so they could say, ah, just do it and and let's see what the fan reaction is. And then the fans reacted very favorably. And I think Mm -hmm. that they're just kind of saying, okay, we can go up to a point, but having full on nudity in our comic is going to get us in trouble. Right. And I, and I think that's the real problem. If, if they had, I mean, we saw what happened with, with Bat Wiener back in the, uh, and that was a black label comic, right? Right. That um, was a, and that was a, that was a huge controversy. So I think that in order to avoid that again, they can go right up to the line and then they have to say that arm needs to be there. Those clothes have to be on. They have to do this, this, and this, but they can't do that. That being said, I'm, I'm totally okay with the way that they handled the sex uh, aspect of, of the issue. I think that that is, that that's fine. Uh, I think if people want to see Poison Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn in sexual uh, compromising positions and full nudity, uh, there is a whole Internet of that stuff that is readily available for you. You don't need to spend three ninety nine to get it. And uh, but, of course, you should pay for your pornography. So if you're over at Pornhub and watching that kind of stuff, you know, please, please do that. Or if there's some some cosplayer on your OnlyFans that is selling that as a bonus content, go ahead and pay for that. Right. But I think in my comic book, I think I'm okay with not seeing that. Uh, I had a, there was a real eye opener. The penthouse comics from back in the day were kind of a real eye opener, oh, yeah. and basically were just like, 
yeah, I think I don't need to see that in my cartoon form. I'm fine with seeing it on uh, the Internet or adult uh, oriented websites or whatever that they may be. But I don't think I need to see it in, in cartoon form. And so I, you know, after Penthouse Comics came out, I was just I'm pretty OK with that stuff going up to the line and then not crossing it. See, and I feel like. Especially with a book like Sunstone that we covered for the you yes. know, the major spoilers podcast, which also does the I exact feel like, same thing, but it has more nudity to it, and it has. I think you they do more there. And I again, think, I hmm. am not advocating for. No, I'm not saying you're nudity not. I, I'm not saying sex, you are. But I feel like if you're creating a story where the, you know the honeymoon moment is a, an important part of the story, and in this issue, it is. It just, it kind of bugs me that in a book that is clearly marked for mature readers and has a 17 plus label on the cover that we still do that. And I feel like in some ways, you know, I'm not, I'm not, again, I don't want to see flat out porn, but if you're going to build up to something that naturally would be yeah, a pornographic situation, I feel like it, it really is to me a flaw in the story that we do have to back away from that. Now that said, I feel like the art in here, especially that moment where they're kissing mm-hmm. and it's really cute and really sweet. And mm-hmm. you know, Ivy is like all of a sudden happy Yeah, after being incredibly miserable. I really think that that's very well done. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. the moments, you know, that, that don't make any sense. But those are my favorites when it's like a visual gag where Harley's like, I'm going to go and pack. And all of a sudden Ivy walks in in an outfit and she's like, where'd you get that? One of those millennial stores. Yeah. 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 Cause they live I'm in just a mall. Like, yeah. Right. I, I think so. One final thing, I guess on, on the nudity and sex. So Sunstone creator owned. So that creator can do anything yep. he wants. Steven Shevick can do whatever he wants. Also, he draws more realistic stuff. So the realistic limited nudity that you do get in that series, I think is fine. Um, this one is, man, you're dealing with a, a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are huge IPs and have only gotten bigger in, in recent years. And right. I, and I really think that that's corporate saying we really don't want to have this splashed all over the internet tomorrow. Please, please tone it down. And so I, I really think that, yeah, maybe the creators would have gone all the way, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think that editorially and corporate were be very careful with this because you know, if we can't do it in the animated series, you most certainly can't do it in the comic book series. Although right. you would think that they could do it in the comic book series, but I, um, Hmm. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my only thought on that. I, I, I really, um, the sexy, sexy part is certainly a large port portion of this comic book. And I think that, that, right. you know, there's a car chase with, with commissioner Gordon. Of course, he's still drunk and, uh, and everything from from last from the previous the season. Well, because he was undercover as the priest who was marrying them, <laughs> um, Kite Man and Poison Ivy at the what was it the, the Corn Barn or whatever it was. Dude, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the listeners will know because they've they've all seen it. Um, so yeah, there's there's those kinds of things that people are probably going. Why why is Commissioner Gordon dressed as a priest and driving a cop car? I got to go watch that season. Um, so here's the thing for me. I thought that this was, for what it is, exceptionally well executed. Mm-hmm. I think that they did what they needed to do. I have a feeling that this is going to be the six-issue run, and that is it. And we're not going to see of this again, except maybe in a trade form. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a, a, a second series off of this. I also think that 
this first issue will sell incredibly well, but it's going to drop off really quick because of, as you said, uh, they didn't go uh, full frontal in this. And right. I think that the, the edge lords that, that you are so keen on talking about uh, are going to be, are going to have a negative reaction. You mean this is about feelings? I don't want to see feelings. I want to see boobies. And they're going to be disappointed in that. And so I think ongoing issues will not sell as much. I, first of all, am not excited to talk about edgelords. I, you know, <laughs> I feel like the people who deserve to be called edgelords are going to come yell at me. And the people who don't are going to be like, are they talking about me? But I, I kind of agree with you. I really enjoyed part of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have the context but it does a good job of filling in enough of the blanks. And, you know, I have seen this first, what, 13 episodes, mm-hmm. whatever it is, season one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, contextually, it's obvious this is set in that same reality. Although uh, burning down Gotham, uh, that's a new one on me. Yeah. You have to watch second season. Yeah. And I do appreciate the fact that this is about a lot of feelings and that the relationship between Harley and Ivy really feels like, an authentic relationship, even yeah. if they're weird, cartoony characters. Well, and, and, you and know, again, that relationship started all the way back in the animated series in uh, the the yeah. what is it? The Gotham, the Gotham series, um, Girls Night. You know where we see Harley and Ivy uh, sharing a, a hideout together, and they're dressed in their underwear, and there's only yep. one bed, and they have multiple adventures just like that. So this was applied, you know, thirty years ago was when it first started. And so this it it's nice to see them heavily implied. Yeah. Um, never, never actually. No, but it, it was, you know, people could put two and two together and that's where we planted the seed for where we are now. And yeah. so here's the thing. If you are someone who really, truly enjoyed the Harley Quinn animated series, mm-hmm. I think you will really enjoy this comic book. Fortunately, it is three ninety nine, so you're not paying four ninety. If this was a four ninety nine comic, I would tell you to skip it. Um, but oh. it is three ninety nine, which I still think is a little excessive. But what are you going to do? That's the price of everything these days, right. uh, except for this podcast, which is still going out free. However, if you would like to kick in a few bucks our way, maybe you'd only would like to kick in two bucks. Head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Your patronage is the only thing that keeps everything at major spoilers going. So your small monthly contribution will keep us going for another month. Your small contribution will allow us to go out and pick up a comic book uh, next week so we can read on this show. So think about that. If you want to, if you can afford to buy a four ninety nine comic book, consider buying one extra comic book a month in the form of the major spoilers, Patreon page and sign up at the silver yeah. level me- uh, membership. Continue to get this show. Plus a whole bunch more. Find out more at patreoncom slash major spoilers. Um, Anyone who has never w- watched the uh, this uh, animated series, this comic's not for you. If you're here for the for the nudity and the sex, this comic's not for you. Um, yeah. If you're here for some some philosophical thinkings on feelings, uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy this. But I think for the most part, I think this is a fairly flat um, overall review for me. I feel like if you're a Batman fan, you're like, is this more like Batman? No. Uh, if you're a fan of Harley Quinn comics in the DCU and you're like, is this more like that? No. Um, I feel like if you're a fan of Harley Quinn from, you know, suicide squad and birds of prey, this could be for you. Mm -hmm. I think this is maybe a step to the left and then a jump to the right and then put your hands on your hips from that. But I also feel like the, the successes of this issue, uh, for me outweigh 
you know, if we were if we were going meatloaf, I would be definitely in the three to three and a half because the yeah. things that work three work would, really I'll, well. I'll go with a three. I'll go with a three as well. And I feel like the art, especially you know, in that last sequence where you know Pammy is in the cutoff shorts and she's waiting and mm-hmm. waiting and waiting, and Harley is doing whatever Harley does. It's interesting. I feel like if you're going to get caught up in the question of morality and who did what and are these villains yes these are villains these are bad people doing bad things and as long as you understand that it's a villain protagonist and they're bad people doing bad things but they're also you know in the middle of a sweet relationship and well they're also they're also people who are in love with one another right yeah but alien you know villains and that's fine and for some reason you know hyenas I feel like this is a pretty solid book. I think that I could recommend this to you with the exception of if you're under 18, uh, if you're really, really, really hoping for more Batman in here, or if you watch the Harley Quinn show and hated it. If you're like, I can't stand this show and blah, blah, blah. You know, there are people who said, I don't like it. It's too much. It's too graphic. It's too. Wasn't, wasn't that you weren't you in that camp? It's vulgar. Uh, it's more vulgar than I like, but you know, a lot of things are the vulgar I, universe. So you, you mentioned 18 and I don't disagree with you completely on that. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this isn't more of a 16 plus book just because well, it's got of a 17 plus on the cover. I know, but I, I would just think that there is so much that, that 16 year olds have access to and oh, yeah. Im, implied sex between two cartoon characters with no naughty bit showing is pretty tame. Uh, considering that people don't don't give a flip about showing someone getting their head blown off on right. primetime television, I I think yeah I think sixteen plus seventeen plus I think would be okay. I, and even then, I don't think if if there was a six if, even if there was a, if I owned a comic shop and a fifteen year old came in and slid this uh, very nonchalantly into his buy pile and I was just ringing up all of them, I probably wouldn't even hesitate and look at this kid. I just ring it up and let him go with it. I know that sounds very, oh man, uh, can't that believe you'd say something like that. Illegal. You're, you're, no, it's not because it's not saying to be sold only to minors. It is a, it's a, it's a warning message on the cover, right? There's nothing that says that you can't sell pornography, uh, to minors. Uh, there's laws against buying alcohol and selling it to minors. There's laws against, uh, buying a, a tobacco and, and giving it to minors. But this, I, I don't really think that this is a, that this is something that the, million moms are going to raise their arms up in March on it. I mean, I'm sure they will, but uh, this is, well, they might. this is fairly tame. If you can stand There's some F bombs and some fingers S flying. Words in here. Yeah. If you can stand that stuff, then you know, I think you're fine. So is I may have even used half. I may have even used half these words today, 30 minutes before we did this show. So, um, I, I mean, think it's fine. Less words. Yeah. So we ended up, uh, reviewing this because of our fine listeners like you, dear listener, or you, Jimmy, or you, uh, some random dude, or you, Corey, or you, Texura, people listening uh, in our chat tonight. Um, because of you, this is where we we read this book, and, and we've got a way for you, yes, you, dear listener, <laughs> to pick the comic that we rev- review next week. How does that work, Matthew? What you do is you point your magical mystery browser to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. Once you get there, you're going to see a lot of awesome stuff, but you're also going to see something that says dueling review for September, I'm going to say 8th, 2021. Going to have a list of comics. You pop in there, look at that list, 
comment the book that you want to see us read. Tell your friends, have them come too. The more people vote, the more fun it is. The more people yeah, the, listen live, the more fun it is. Yep. Uh, the, the, the more people that participate, the less chance that we're going to cancel this show. Coming out from Boom Studios next week is Mighty Morphin number 11, as well as Mamo number 3 and Eve number 5. That's the final issue of that miniseries. Dark Horse Comics next week has Last Flight Out number 1, Masters of the Universe Revelation number 3 of 4, Maze Book number 1, which a lot of people have been talking about on that one, and The Unbelievable Unteens World of the Black Hammer number 2. Dynamite <laughs> Entertainment next week has Army of Darkness 1979 number 1, Barbarella number 2, Kiss, Phantom Obsession number two, and Sonya Versal number seven, among others. IDW publishing Small Week next week. They have Canto three, Lionhearted number three. Uh, they have Star Trek Mirror War number zero, and Star Star Wars Adventures number nine. Image Comics next week. Deadly Class forty eight, Helm Gray Castle number four. That's the final issue on that one. I think Christopher has been reading and enjoying that one. Uh, six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number four. I love the cover art. The interior art is very different, so it always throws me whenever I open up uh, that it, that that series. Marvel Comics next week. Matthew has Amazing Spider-Man number seventy-three, Conan the Barbarian number twenty-five, which I think is the final issue of the series. Question mark. I'm pretty sure Jim Zub made an announcement saying something to the effect that this was the last issue that I'll be writing. Um, I don't know what that means, so. Do with that what I, which you will. I may be completely off on that. I'm sure you will let me know at Major Spoilers. Daredevil number 34 next week. Defenders number two. Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, number one. Uh, uh, we also have uh, Shang-Chi, number four. We also have Star War. We have Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, number four. And I think Marvel just announced the next big Star Wars event. So be on the lookout for that over at Majorspoilers.com. Uh, in all the rest category, we have Barbaric, number two, Deadbox, number one, uh, El Elric, Dreaming City, number two, Grim Fairy Tales, number 51, Nine Stones, number one. That's a pretty tall person. Uh, Wasted Space, number 23, and Witchblood, number six. Over at DC Comics next week, we have, who do we have next week? We have Batman, issue 112, Batman Catwoman, number seven, uh, Black Manta, number one, Crush and Lobo, number four. Oh, Blue and Gold number two comes out next week. Going to have to grab that one. Infinite nice. Frontier number six. Looks like uh, President Superman is punching Darkseid in the face on the cover of that one. Uh, we also have a collected volume of the next Batman. We also have Suicide Squad number seven featuring Ambush Bug on the cover. And we also have The Swamp Thing number seven, among others. You can find that uh, links to the complete lists over at that Patreon page. And then vote, vote, vote. I will tabulate those up early Sunday morning. Then you can come back next week. Hopefully you will join us live in our Discord server Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. to listen to us uh, talk live as well as pre-show chatter. This week we were talking about the latest episode of What If and the entire What If series. Uh, we answered your questions and a whole lot more. So come join us next week, Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on the Discord server. And maybe you will get to hear Matthew say... Everything's a dream when you're alone. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.